So last week we started a conversation about how to be with ourselves when it's just challenging to be with ourselves. And the reality is that for most people, there is a low grade sum of that all the time, trying to get to something to get away from, from this moment here. And of course, in our current situation, that's only heightened. So grounding and compassion practices are more essential than ever. I'm just going to pick up where I left off last week, going through some basics again about um, um, being with ourselves. We come back to these over and over. This is just useful to be reminded and, and really have a um, strong foundation for our practice. Uh, first, a couple of reminders of where we were last week. And if for any reason you missed last week and you want to go back and hear it, uh, I am much more diligent about the podcast now. Uh, so it is, it is available if that's useful for you. Uh, and you can go to our website and find it. So last week, the first thing we talked about was simply waking up to the fact that we're in a triggered place. This is much harder than it sounds. We, by the nature of the brain, are semi-unconscious to the fact that we're walking through our day even a, either in a sleepwalk mode or in a high-activated um, um, reactive mode, um, autopilot mode. Uh, we tend to be, by the nature of what's happening in the brain, unconscious to it and just moving and going with it. So the first step is catching it. Um, and I love the way Thoreau said, affecting the quality of the day is the highest of arts. Learning to catch autopilot is what opens up this possibility of affecting the quality of our day. So that's where it has to start with moment by moment through our day, getting more honed in to being awake. The next thing we talked about was internal tracking, this very basic coming to know what physical sensations, what mental patterns are present in this moment right now. And this really helps in two ways. One, the more skilled we get at tracking what's going on inside of us, the more accustomed we get to tracking, the more likely we are to catch autopilot or sleepwalking. Um, we can, we become aware of it naturally sooner because we're used to paying attention. So one, it helps us catch it more easily. And two, tracking itself is very grounding. It helps us refine our feet, our breath, our living, breathing bodies with a little more clarity, a little more compassion in a stressful moment um, or any time that we need it. So this week we're going to turn to compassion and the role of compassion in these. And for me, tracking and compassion always go hand in hand. 
if I'm not bringing compassion to or some quality of heart to the tracking that I'm doing, it's likely to drift in one of uh, in several directions, one of which could be very mechanical, kind of rote, root, rote, um, rote tracking. I'm just kind of clicking through the cogs of it, which is not all that useful. Uh, or if I'm not paying attention, I can uh, start to self-judge what I track. Oh, wow, look, I'm all tightened up again. What's wrong with me? Why can't I let this go? I mean, I'm like actually beginning to use the tracking as just another way to beat myself up. So some quality of the heart is incredibly useful and fundamental for allowing the tracking to um, open up the direction that brings a healing possibility in any moment. The, the bringing the heart qualities to this moment um, um, not only helps as a sort of compass to orient us in the direction of healing potential, it also starts to become our bedrock. The more practiced we get at opening the heart space, particularly in challenged um, with compassion, the more the strength of that compassion becomes this um, healing bedrock possibility for us in any moment. But then another thing to say about compassion is it has this really interesting way of helping to clarify a situation. If I can step back and see my struggle with some compassion, and connect that struggle to this being human and you know all of us anywhere who are working with this kind of struggle then that that becomes like um turning on a defogger if i can connect connect some compassion to the moment that directs me in a way to see it with a little more clarity. So if you think about when you're driving in a storm and maybe it's dark and the wind's blowing, the rain is pouring, the windshield wipers are going and you really can't see very well. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh yeah, the windshield's fogged up and you hit the defrost button and the storm is still there. The rain is still coming. The windshield wipes are still going but you can suddenly see a whole lot more clearly. That's what compassion can do in the midst of a storm. Um, bring that clearing that helps, <clears throat> excuse me, that helps us see what the next steps are to move out of a storm. There's another part of compassion that's really helpful is it brings clarity to the two choices for those next steps in any moment and being really clear on what the two choices are. Um, I mean, they're basically two choices uh, in any given moment. And that is to either stay with something that's challenging, not because we should, but because we feel grounded enough to meet the challenge in this moment, or step back into some sort of grounding practice that might be needed first. 
to understand those two choices, I um, love the model windows of tolerance. It really helps us kind of get this idea of stress thresholds, which are always changing for us moment by moment, day by day, uh, and really is useful for when I move towards challenge and when I need to step back into some sort of uh, uh, grounding. So my window of tolerance is how much room I have at any given moment to meet a stressful situation without flipping into overwhelm. For example, on a day when things are very smooth, I'm sort of sailing along, it's been that way for a while, my window of tolerance might be really wide. Uh, and then I'm at the grocery store, someone steps in front of me without a mask on and asks me a question right in my face. <laughs> Had that one happen? If I'm on that day when everything's kind of smooth and easy going, I have a broad window of tolerance, I might just naturally go straight to compassion. Compassion for this person who doesn't get for whatever reason, how to take care of themselves, how to take care of their community around them. Compassion for me, for whatever fear might come up um, that's just like triggered in that moment. If, however, it's a different day and I've had lots of hard triggers, I learned a new term um, that actually I knew this concept, but not uh, this term, I really like it, um, trigger stacking. If I've had a day that I have stacked a bunch of triggers, I have tried to ignore this, I've tried to ignore that, I'm getting by, I'm being mindful, I'm using my breath, but I'm really not, and I'm stuffing it all down, I'm like building up all of these triggers, and that a great term, trigger stacked. I am trigger stacked in the moment. Then the same situation might happen, and this whole angry me instead emerges. Maybe, hopefully not, but maybe I actually say something out loud with anger um, at the person and create a real mess. Or I explode inwardly and I just let that anger pour toxicity over my whole the rest of my day. It's not that I'm a good person in the first scenario and I'm a bad person in the second scenario is that I have a big window of tolerance in the first scenario. I have a very small one in the second. I'm trigger stacked in the second. First day, the first scenario, I have plenty of reserve to meet a situation in a way that takes care of me and the people around me. The second day my reserve is spent and I end up poisoning my, my own self with my anger. So grounding practices actually help us increase that window of tolerance. And compassion as that defogger, you know, we, we catch something's going on for us, we track with care to get a handle of what the situation is like internally. And then with that compassion, I can see and is my window of tolerance broad enough that I can step forward and deal with this? Or is it a place that I need to step back and, and take care of building up my reserve? 
And in those cases, we move back to our grounding practices. Um, those very, very basic ones we go over um, um, all the time. And it's just helpful to come back again and again and again, really developing some sense of home base, some practices that help support you uh, getting there. And we'll talk, we'll, we'll move um, next week into a little more conversation around that. I think I want to stop there. And let's just pause for a minute right now. First step, notice what's here. What's this moment like for you right now? Offer some tracking of what's present in this moment with a lot of compassion. Pay attention, is this a moment that there's a lot of reserve, there's some openness, and some freedom to settle and open, release, letting go a bit more. Or there's something with some challenge. There's something with some challenge. Is it a challenge that's useful to turn towards right now? Or is it a challenge that you need to step back and explore some grounding? Holding all of this in this field of strong heart. Even if it's just fleeting moments that you can touch in, be aware. There's a way you are showing up to take care and tend to yourself in this moment allow some appreciation and compassion for that. Thank you.